International. Hey, my name is uh, Clint Baker. Um, I live in Austin, Texas. I've lived here for 20 years, 21 years. Um, uh, some people know me as the singer for Ritalin Kids. Um, I did that for a lot of years, toured, and been all over the world doing that. And uh, I do a little bit of voiceover work, and um, I, I still live in Austin, so I've been here forever. Um, I got into the comedy world a little bit. Uh, I, pretty much acting, comedy, anything that's not a real job, I've tried a little bit of, and um, uh, now I'm back to music, it seems, so gone full circle. All right, so what scares me? What really, really scares me? Uh, I was asked that question, and I thought about it for a while. I, I'm kind of weird. Uh, and I couldn't really think of anything that scared me. It's like, you know, nothing really scares me. It's uh, It seems like when things should scare me, I kind of jump out of myself and I'm watching it happen instead of living it. So I kind of miss the whole fear part. Um, I do get an adrenaline spike or, or whatever. I've had guns pulled on me. I've, I've had all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, driving through the mountains in ice where, uh, where I like we could easily... F- roll off the side of the the mountain with our trailer and and die and i'm not scared everybody else is freaking out i don't get scared i don't know why so <clears throat> excuse me so i thought about it it's like what really scares me um the only thing that really has scared me is well you know one time i uh I had a, uh, I was having anxiety problems about like, I'm going to sign this record deal. It's going to be the wrong deal. If I sign with the wrong company, it's going to change the, the events of my, my life. I'm going to end up bartending at, you know, at 40 years old somewhere, which is what I do now. But, um, uh, uh, and I freaked out about that a little bit, but that, that's still, it's, that's anxiety. It's not fear. The, the only thing that really, really scared me that I could come up with was kind of a weird story. And I never even told uh, anyone about it. But <clears throat> when I was about 17, um, I was, uh, getting sick, like, and I had a, I had strep throat and I didn't put two and two together, but back then I never slept. I, I would drink coffee all the time, like six cups of coffee up all night. And I would play bass all the time. And I would play bass till three four in the morning, fall asleep holding my bass. My mom would come rattle on my door and, and wake me up for school. I'd wake up at seven in the morning. I'd sleep just a few hours um, and I'd wake up with my bass and then keep playing. And I never, I never, ever slept. And so I started having, I think my immune system started uh, weakening out on me or something. I don't know, but, but uh, I ended up with strep throat. I went to the doctor and I was really sick. And the doctor came back and um, I don't remember if he asked my mom to leave the room. I think he asked my mom to leave the room and said, hey, um, 
uh, you have th- a thrush, thrush mouth. It's like a fungal uh, infection in your in your throat. And babies get it. And he's, he said, uh, you don't have strep throat. You have thrush. Thrush or thrush? Thrush. And, and uh, he's like, you shouldn't have this. There's no reason for a, a grown person to have this. Is there any possibility that you've been engaging in homosexual activity? And, wh- and instantly, I like lost my breath and freaked out. He's like, uh, and because I have a lot of gay friends these days, but in the mid-90s, I knew immediately what he was leading up to. And he was saying, hey, your immune system is, is shot. I think you might have AIDS. Wow, doctor's telling me this, you know. And I had never, you know, I had a little history with some girls, you know, I'd been messed around and I said, you know, maybe I messed around with somebody that I shouldn't have messed around with or something, you know, but like back then, the only people that, that got that were homosexuals and, and drug addicts. So that scared me. And I left, I was like, no, you know, and, and I left there um, and I was super scared. And I remember uh, like just living in fear and for months, I mean, it might've been a year where my and my best friend was like, dude, that doctor's crazy. You're fine. And instead of just going and getting tested, I just ran around scared. Like, and I remember I'd cry to myself to sleep or like, pr- I remember praying like, you know, please don't let me have that. Please. Don't. And, and uh, I was 17 year old kid. And, um, and I uh, finally, I didn't find out for years, uh, for a couple of years later, like until, well, actually, I was 19, and I moved to Austin, and uh, I went and got checked out because I started hanging out with some girl that I, that I liked, and, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to go check myself out, and I got the full meal deal. They test you for everything, and it and turned out it was fine, and deep down, I knew I was fine, but but I was scared about that. So. Well, I had this thing, and man, my whole throat, it was... My whole throat was it was it hurt and I couldn't hurt to swallow and I had like what felt like blisters in my throat all the way down and I didn't eat for I think I didn't eat for a week and a half. I just drank some water and nectar and stuff like that. I lost like ten pounds and uh, what's funny is when I got when I got better I, I uh, went and partied in Mexico. But the <laughs> but. Uh, but what's weird is like, yeah, I didn't want people to, I didn't want people to drink after me and which back then people were ignorant, um, to how you got AIDS or, uh, what was safe and what wasn't, or even if they knew it was like people had a weird phobia of it. Cause if you got AIDS back then you're dead they didn't have the cocktail quite yet, you know? So now as people live in full healthy, uh, healthy lives, you know, but, uh, um, yeah, I I was just scared all the time. That's that's about it. I get I was scared of of uh, shriveling up and dying. It was just the the media back then put this fear in 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 you. You you'd see all these. Uh, I don't even know if it, I don't even know if I want to blame the media. It's just you'd see all these famous people that uh, full of life that are just shining, and and then all of a sudden they'd get sick and and disappear or shrivel up and die. You know and and. Uh, I didn't want that to happen. Uh, I didn't want to go through any of that. 
I was scared to fu- I never went and got tested because I was scared uh, that I had it <laughs> and knowing would make it real. Yep. I was scared I had it, knowing would make it real, and I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to find out. So my best friend—I only told my best friend, and he—he—he he, uh, he said, "Dude, you don't have you—you. That's crazy. You don't have that." Oh, it was so unbelievable from this little small town that that we lived in, and he, I remember he told his mom about it, and his mom sat me down, and she said, um, "She said, Clint, I talked to a nurse friend of mine." Um, and back then I used to take heart medication to, uh, my heart used to skip and do weird arrhythmias and stuff. So they had me on different medications and, and, uh, my best friend's mom, she got really, really mad about it because, uh, she, you know, I used to go have dinner over there. It was like my second mom. She said, Clint, I talked to a nurse friend of mine. She said that with the medications you take and maybe you're under a lot of stress, it's just, that's what affected your immune system. You're fine. Cause I guess Chris, uh, told her that you know i was freaking out about it she's like you're fine you know don't don't listen to that doctor and she uh she uh quit taking her her family to that doctor she got mad about it which and uh they were real uh prominent family in in that my hometown you know her her uh her husband was the mayor pro tem and like they were well respected around town and stuff but uh but yeah, so she said, yeah, that doctor, uh, that was completely unprofessional. He shouldn't have done that. It's not, and, and you know, she's just looking at this uh, scared uh, second son of hers. So. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so like this doctor, I'm wondering, like he was just just saying everybody's got AIDS. Right? <laughs> like everybody in the community, like you tell your best friend and he's like, oh my God, the doctor said I have AIDS too. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he had a, an incentive from uh, drug companies or something. Right, yeah. right, to, to sell AIDS. So that... That is, you know, like that was before the big thyroid push. Now, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, th- it's interesting to me because you were telling me earlier too that you, you know, you don't, you don't have a lot of feelings sometimes. Uh, a lot of, I, I guess, especially women have said that you're, you know, in relationships, you're, you're, you can be cold and distant, right? Yeah, that I've heard that a few times. Like, uh, they can't read me. I, I can't read you. I don't know what you're saying. It's because I'm like, I guess I'm got a poker face i don't know but there's something going on in there i just uh but sometimes i just feel like i'm watching the movie instead of living it so 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 do you think in this aspect you were living the movie and in this in this how how many how many was it two years it was a it was a while and it faded after after my buddy's mom uh talked to me Mm -hmm. i she kind of helped me rationalize things and and uh, but i still didn't know there was a tiny hint of doubt in there so um did it change the way I lived my life at all? Yeah. Uh, no, I've just I always uh, obsess over something. I, I just guess I was obsessing over that the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now, uh, what was I going to ask? Sorry, oh. I'm thinking here. Um, oh, do you think that experiencing that now might leave you open to not worrying a little bit about like if you get something now you know what i mean like like since that happened do you think that now you're gonna if you know something like that happens again you're gonna be like ah it's just this aids thing all over again yeah well um it's it's funny i was just watching a documentary today about the uh the guy who signed metallica uh who worked for electra and he's you know he's still kicking he got aids and and uh he's taking all the right drugs and he's a he's a 
big photographer now and he's doing he's doing great so now like i could rationalize things there's people out there magic johnson's had it for forever you know and, and he's he's i guess it was magic but no the uh the um uh, the thing i i think about now is if if i uh if i had that i don't think i would be, be as, as fearful i was a kid um back then and now if something goes down i go to the doctor right away i don't mess around like if i if i think i'm sick i'm doing something about it like i don't really uh i don't sit around scared like i used to gotcha and you know the older i get the more i just say you know what let's nip this in the butt now okay well awesome uh donna can you think of anything no okay uh, <laughs> um I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to ask about it. I guess the the um, the end to all this is positive is that you didn't have AIDS. But the sad thing <laughs> is, I'm sure a lot of people went through what you went through and did have AIDS, especially in the 90s, like you said. Yeah. Because I remember in the 90s, I remember my mom would say, make sure before you sit down, check there's not, there's not a tack where someone put AIDS blood on it. Like, did you remember yeah, this? Yeah, I remember that. Don't put your finger in telephone booth. Because remember, I used to go to the telephone booth and put oh, my finger and yeah. look for look for quarters, and you know there was this you know um, tale of some guy putting AIDS blood needles in one and and getting your finger pricked and then you have AIDS now, right? You remember these? I stories? remember that, yeah. So like, yeah, I think that what a lot of listeners may fail to realize is that in the nineties, AIDS was like zombies right like like remember remember the the florida zombie thing like everybody's like zombies might be real oh, yeah, yeah. right like aids was Bad real salts. you know <laughs> aids was real and it was terrifying and then and and the 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 thought that someone was weaponizing it, you know, like to yeah. me, that scared me. I remember being scared of that as a kid. Like I didn't want to go stick my finger in the phone booth and look for a quarter because I might get AIDS from it. <laughs> You know. What's, what do you do uh, once your worst fear is confirmed and you you're sick? Then then what do you do? You you just got to live through it. That's all. That's all you can do. Yeah. You know, live it to the fullest. Um, I don't know what I would do if if somebody said, "Hey, you have stage four cancer right now." I'm like, what? What do you do? Like, heroin, you, just all yeah. the heroin. <laughs> I guess you know what do you, yeah. what do you do? Like you just you just do what you you got to do. I yeah. guess. I guess so. All right, Clint. Well, listen, man. Thank you. I really appreciate. Yeah, it. man. So, um, sorry. I, uh, uh, sorry if if, uh, if this wasn't a scary enough story. No, no, no. It's this. You know, this show is not about what's scary. It's about what scared you. You know, gotcha. what I mean, it's about you. It's not about you know. Because I mean, maybe one of our listeners went through this themselves, and you know, but maybe it was herpes, or maybe it was not necessarily an STD, cancer, or you know, like. Uh, hypochondria not that you're a hypochondriac obviously you're yeah. not i mean but i feel like maybe it made you a little bit more you said you go to the doctor right away now if anything goes on yeah if anybody i mean i don't play around no. i had a i had a, a weird pains in my intestines and uh you know that's and i thought man this could be diverticulitis my grandmother had it which is a you get an infection and it could turn into an obstruction and a kind of like a giant cyst inside your intestines that and, and like uh, it could explode or and uh, not like a bomb but like you know like burst in there and then you end up with like a with a terrible infection and you can die like like having an appendix burst and uh, I started getting these pains it's like I'm not messing around I went and got checked out they said yes you have diverticul uh, diverticulitis but it, there's no 
thing in there. It's just an infection. But uh, but if you didn't get this checked out and it got worse, it could have turned into something. So it's like, yeah, I'm glad I went. And I, and I talked to somebody uh, mentioning the the uh, symptoms, and he said, man, uh, yeah, my dad had that, and he has a he had a colostomy bag for six months. I'm like, no thanks. I'm not playing the colostomy bag game. I'm gonna go to the doctor. Like, if I have something going on, I check it out. Like. See, now you're scaring me because, <laughs> no, I don't go to the doctor for anything. Like, I just walk it off or I, you know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, whatever. I just ignore it until it goes away because I've got the thinking of that as soon as the doctor tells you something's wrong with you, then that thing's going to go wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. me, I mean, I know that's not the truth and it's not the way I should probably be living, but I just ignore everything until I'm in so much pain that my wife's like, yeah, you're going to the fucking hospital. You know what I mean? Like it, there. But other my, than that, you know, my friend's dad did that, and he had diverticulitis yeah. too. He wouldn't he, see. Yeah, now you're, you're scaring me. Sorry, dude. So. <laughs> no, this has done what it was supposed to do. Now, yeah, uh, perfect, awesome. Okay, well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Man. Thanks, man. For, thanks for sharing. I know that that was uh, that, that was, was a personal story. It was personal. I never told anybody that. That was uh, my best friend knew about that, um, and that's that's pretty much it. Does so. it feel good to kind of like? Talk about it's it? it's interesting. I mean, to to think about, it. I hadn't I hadn't really uh, thought about that in a while. So, and I started searching for what is what has scared me the most, and that probably is it. Awesome. Well, that that is this is you know what I want this show to be is an evolving. You know, everything's different, and everybody's different. Everybody has different different fears and different uh, situations which you know i believe the situations you've been in in life helps mold who you are and who you become and because you know if you get robbed as an early age or beat up as an early age you know you're going to remember that and you're not going to maybe go to the bad side of town without a gun you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like you change who you are based on the things you've experienced in life you know so and I think one of the molding factors is fear. And, and it sucks to have to say that. And it sucks that we actually have to live that way. But I think that anyone would agree that that is a factor in life, you know, because the ultimate thing in life is life and death, you know, like there's a beginning and there's an end and, and fear and death, like they play, you know, hand in hand that and going to prison. I Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, all right, Clint, thank you so right, much man. for coming on, man. I really appreciate yeah, it, Yeah, man, dude. thanks and, for having me. Yeah, our, our, and you've got a new project out right now, right? I you do. Wanna... I don't even have a band name yet, but it's uh, me and uh, the guitar player for from Riddling Kids, um, and Daniel from Fire Kills, my buddy Brian, uh, who's playing bass, and Dustin's a guitar player for Riddling Kids. Um, he and I, uh, we started a, this new project. We don't have a name for it yet. We're recording, and as soon as we're done with it, we're going to figure out the name and start playing shows so i'm excited about that awesome plus plus i play, play bass in uh, nowhere bound also well yeah uh, then everybody's listening go ahead and you can just google clint baker i'm sure they'll find you right oh yeah awesome google me yeah <laughs> all right clint thanks for coming on i all really right, appreciate thanks for having me up next we got a story from pat saroyce comedian here in austin texas so stay tuned for that
International. International. 